Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. And I'm Josh. Josh is back. Yay! <laughs> he, he went on a little hiatus uh, to recollect himself, I guess. So. Yeah, I needed some personal time. Yes. <laughs> How you, how you doing? I'm good, man. I've been on the water like four or five days straight now. I know. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <sighs> Don't be. The only reason I am is because I got terminated uh, or laid off, if you want to call it, for my job. So, Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. But at least you're spending your time doing something you love. So Yeah. But, it's all good. Yeah. We have a cool guest tonight. Uh, we do. Kyle King of King Angler Rods. He's a custom rod builder. And uh, what really sh- strikes my interest with him is that he makes uh, kayak-specific rods. And I think that's important to talk about. Uh, I know a lot of guys out there are looking for the shorter butt rods. So, yeah. Uh, Kyle, how you doing? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Awesome, man. Doing good. Thanks. So. Thanks. Not yeah, no problem. problem. So, how about we start off with uh, you le- uh, letting the listeners know who you are, uh, where you're from, kind of wh- wh- what you do, and uh, if you fish out of a kayak or anything. All right, I'm Kyle King, uh, King Angler. Um, I'm located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. I build rods out of my house. Um, I'm a fan of trade, so it's definitely a struggle for me right now myself. So. There's just no work, to, no work to be done. So, I've honestly, this last week, I've not even been going in because I'm doing more here, sitting in my work bits at home than I am at work. So, but, uh, ready to go fishing. I got out Saturday and uh, caught a crappie and some kind of catfish and just uh, ready for this mess to be over with. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I guess you guys let me just kind of go over what I do. This right here is a uh, this is one of my flipping sticks. So this is a pretty pretty stout rod right here. This is a, a seven four heavy fast action. Um, I do a lot with the carbon fiber. I don't know if you guys can see that very good. I got carbon fiber grips. Um, this real seat is an Alps. Uh, MVT, that's a carbon carbon reel seat also. And then uh, spiral wrap Fuji Alkanite guides. 
And it, the spiral wrap, what that does, it does a couple things. It gets the line off of your rod. So the line is never going to be draped on or hanging over your rod because uh, that tip is down. So once you get out to your fourth guide, you're on the bottom. It comes off like a spinning rod. Yeah. I find, I find it to be a little more accurate casting for me. Uh, you got better control of the fish, which is one of the main reasons I like doing it, is the, the control that you got over fish. And then uh, just the, the extra sensitivity you gain. You do gain a little bit of sensitivity. Is that something you came up with on your own, or is that? No, it's been around for a long time. Uh, I've, ne- I've never seen one. So when I, when I first saw that, I was like, that, that looks pretty cool. There's some, there's some companies out there on the bass, you know, on the, you know, on the bass side of things that are building rods like this. But uh, for the main part, it's in the saltwater world. It's been in the saltwater world yeah. for, for forever. That's that's why I'm not familiar with saltwater at all. Yeah, Brad, if you watch watch like some of the you know the deep sea fishing stuff, and if you look at those big, huge spinning rod setups, man, if you actually look at it, it's it's hard to kind of notice it unless you're really kind of trying to eyeball it. That it's start, you know, they're throwing bait casters as huge, you know, spools and they're on top. But as you look at it, that it twists like right off and ends up just like a spinning rod. And um, yeah, I've, I've heard, you know, a lot of good things about that. Um, I was, it's crazy you brought it up already because I, I wanted to make a point to ask if, um, if you had, I heard that you were doing those. And was it something that you have been doing with all of them from the start or did you just, kind of start uh doing that twist yeah i had a few guys asking for it so uh hmm. um i've done a i've done some shows the last couple of years and uh the first year i i took maybe two with me mm-hmm. and and guys they they bottom a mile the guys that know about them yeah and then, uh, the people that's never seen it they're just kind of in awe or they either get it or and then they're like, oh wow, I get it. Or they just they just they just can't comprehend the you know. And then yeah, you know, I go both ways. You know, I build rods straight up also. So, Very uh, cool. Most part, the guys that'll at least give the spiral wrap a shot, they they love it. Yeah. I'd like to try it. The thing is, is if, if you're ordered a spiral rod or from me or from anybody else, you need to uh I I will wrap the rod to the side of the handle of your reel. So if you're left-handed, if you're real left-handed, I'm going to wrap the guides to the left-hand side of your rod. So kayaks, it's not that big a deal, but on the boat world, guys laying their rods down on the deck, they don't lay them on the reels. So the guys aren't going to be laying on the boat deck, but they're sticking up with the reel also. I got you. Yeah. Yes. That going back to that carbon fiber uh, uh, reel seat, man. That that is another thing that caught my eye, and uh, it's pretty unique. I'm, I'm seeing more rods do it, but that yeah. that thing. You you had your uh, seminar at Strictly Sail. That's where I first met you, and uh, I saw that thing. I was like, man, that looks sharp, and it feels really good in your hand. You know, yeah, it does. Talk a little bit about that a little bit more. Do what? Oh yeah, I mean, it feels real good in your hand. And uh, I was kind of skeptical at first because I, I like wind grips. You know, mm-hmm. all my rods before I started using the carbon fiber all had wind grips on them. And I've been real happy with wind grips, and I still build a lot with wind grips. But the carbon fiber, um, you get a lot more sensitivity out of them because it's got a hard, a hard, a lot harder foam arbor inside mm-hmm. the carbon fiber material. So it just transfers a lot more of that vibration. And then that carbon fiber material, when your hands get wet and uh, they start getting pruney and stuff like that, man, you can really feel that texture of that carbon fiber gripping in and, and it's, it's rock solid in your hand. Not going to have a fish pull the rod out of your hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, is, and I'm assuming that there's a weight reduction in regards to that as well. Oh yeah, I mean, if if you guys felt these rods in your hands, and I, I think you, both of you guys have, they're you're 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 buying a pretty expensive rod to find something that compares to what I've got. I feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
I know those uh, custom rods, uh, they usually run higher in price than something at, at the store, but you're paying for quality, that's for sure. Yeah, all my rod blanks are American-made. My guy Simon out in Arizona makes my blanks, uh, Taipan rods. Um, my Alps Reel seats. Um, I know the aluminum ones that I use on my surf rods. I know for a fact they're American made. Uh, the regular Alps real seat here, it says USA patent on it. I'm not sure if that means it's made there. I know they're, they're out of Washington and mm-hmm. the same, same company builds my uh, grips at the moment, but I am starting to build my own carbon fiber grips. So yeah, that's cool. You're, you're going to start seeing that on more and more rods. Heck yeah. You uh you you were pretty big into the kayak fishing scene yourself, correct? Yes, yeah, I fished so, out of a, a uh, Hobie Pro Angler 14, and, uh, and then I'm also been fishing out of a uh, New Canoe Frontier 10 this spring, man, and I've had a lot of fun in that boat this spring. Hmm. That's cool. I, I keep hearing good things about that boat. How long have you been kayak fishing for? Uh, I guess this is my third year. Third year. Yeah. Hey, it hit your your first tournament win was on Callan Lake too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was actually my very first kayak tournament, also. <laughs> that is that's awesome, dude. <laughs> wow, you guys share something in common. Well, I I was in my second tournament ever at Callan oh, Lake. Okay, that's right. It wasn't my first. That's right. I forgot you did a different one. So, but uh, <laughs> Kyle Kyle caught my eye on Facebook. Kyle has an interesting set up for his hobie you want to talk about your boat and the wildness you got going on there yeah it's i got a little excessive on it probably but uh, (laughs) it's wrapped and then uh i had the whole custom uh uh, sea deck from uh old place there new trenton um Name's escaping me. It'll come to me in a minute. But it's three layers of uh, sea deck. It's a uh, black, green, and blue, and it's cut got like octagon shapes. And uh, hmm. I, I contacted Hobie and got permission to put their logos in it and stuff. So it's got the the flying Hobie cat on the front hatch cover and Hobie cool. on the floor. And, How yeah. long have you had that? I it's a 2018, and I bought it. I bought it new. I got it there at the end of 17. Yeah. So. You were one of the first people I saw with that stuff on, you know, like the, the sea deck mat. I was like, that's pretty awesome, man. Like, you know, I, I mean, I've seen people do like the, yeah, look at that thing, man. That thing For stands out. Years. <laughs> I want to deck now, man. Deck. You know, you, you would be perfectly fine with a single layer. Yeah. The double layer would be awesome, but the triple layer is honestly. <laughs> you can sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's one of the best um, additions I've done to that boat. Cause it, I mean, it just instantly quieted it down. So I'm not, I don't have lures banging around and rods banging around. Cause I'm throwing stuff. Got rods playing <laughs> when I'm out there. So yeah, and, you know, it's uh it's a, it's, you're starting to see more and more like them, but it's, mine's been like that for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It looks cool. I, remember, I don't think I've ever seen it. I remember becoming friends with you on Facebook and I was like, look at that, look at that Hobie, man. And then like, I didn't realize that you, I thought you were from the South at first. And then like, I re- and then I started seeing your name pop up in the tournaments and stuff that we were doing <laughs> last year. And I was like, Kyle lives here. Like, are you in Indiana or Cincinnati? In Indiana. Indiana. I live in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, and I was like, well, Kyle lives here. And then I got real excited. I'm like, I get to see that Hobie in person, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was excited, man. I was like, I'd seen pictures of it, you know, but the pictures don't really do it justice. So, mm-hmm. but, I, got, uh, I got a Humminbird Helix uh, 9 on it, uh, Mega Imaging, Mega yeah, Sign. Power pole. I mean, it's pretty well decked out. The only thing I don't have is a, I don't have a motor on it. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, you don't need one for a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 
I fish a lot in the winter time, and it would be nice to have it on the winter in the river. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, so let's uh, get back. I just wanted to kind of highlight that for anybody who was kind of wondering. Like Kyle's been in, you know, ki- the kayak fishing game for quite some time, and he's a, uh, you know, a pretty popular person, and especially in our local area. And I know you do a lot, you know, you you do a lot of social media stuff, but. It was kind of cool seeing um, seeing you at the fishing shows this year, you know, representing King Angler and getting to check out the rods. Uh, have you been building for a while and just did you just recently start the company kind of or? Is... Right. Uh, I guess I probably kind of built rods for six months before I started selling them to some of my friends and stuff. You know, I got a few friends that that after I built about, it was less than 10, I'd say six, about my sixth or seventh rod, I was starting to say, hey, this is, these are pretty nice. Yeah. And uh, I started showing some of my close friends, and they're like, they was like, man, this, this is nicer than anything you can buy in a store. So yeah, I, I, I've got a, I've got a few friends out there that's already bought five, six rods, you know, each from me. So, and that's yeah. good, you know, I, you know, getting my name out there right now is a big thing. And, and that's the, that's the greatest compliment I can get is when you get one, they always come back to buy one or two more. So yeah. 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 That's, that's cool. Yeah. Guys will swap out their whole lines with mine. So that's going to be good long time, long-term work. So I don't expect people to, to, uh, you know, just disregard a good fishing rod and buy mine. So, but I got guys that are, as they're needing rods, you know, they're, they're starting to come to me and, and next year or two, they'll have a bunch. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, you kind of, when Brad and I visited your uh, booth, you kind of gave, it was really kind of a cool thing. You basically kind of have a menu, a menu to pick from of like, yeah. like the, the kind of components and stuff that yep. you could choose. Um and have you built like a website yet or anything like that for people to be able to view that? Uh, I do. Uh, it's a www.king-angler.com. So it's there. You can you can email me through that web page, and um, it's not a. It's just one page. I don't really have a big website where you can really do a lot yet. But uh, uh, Sam put my web page together for me sam jones okay yeah he's he's wanting to he's wanting to go off on it for me but yeah we're getting there yeah i think i've heard of sam jones before who's sam i don't know (laughs) (laughs) no yeah dude that that menu you you brought that to your seminar and it, it, it like had everything that you could customize about the rod and then had every price so there, there was no confusion at all looking at this list. Uh, you picked what, what you wanted, and then you totaled it up yourself, and that was the price of it. Uh, cool. So I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I mean, I can, you know, the way I do things is, uh, you know, you can buy wind grips. You know, you can buy the, you can buy the carbon fiber grips. I offer different couple options of real seats. Um, my standard guides are. Uh, are the Fuji Alkanite guides, but I do offer a pro series and they come with Fuji titanium. Um, or you could even go even a greater upgrade than that and go to Fuji Torzite, mm-hmm. the titanium Torzite, which are just ridiculous. But um, you see here, if you can see here on this one, I can do different color hoods, um, mm-hmm. different sim rings. Um, I can, this one's got a red, white, and blue theme. It's yeah. a stick, so I can do some different inlays and stuff on thread. I can do little colors. So you guys, hey. I've got this one. I'm started on this spinning rod here. This is going to be Chris Anderson spinning rod here. I just got the real seat and stuff glued up on it yesterday. And yeah, so. I, yeah, I you you gave him his rod at the show, and we we all got to see it and hold it. That thing looked awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that rod that he got is kind of my do all heavy. It's a it's a extra heavy, but it's so light in your hand that yeah, it's so good. Um, I use that. It's a moderate fast action, so I use that for uh, 
it, it really says for three quarters and up. I believe it might be slightly less than that. But honestly, I throw a half ounce, anything half ounce jackhammer. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, it, it's awesome to use. And uh, I use it for a frog. So that that rod is so universal for if you're wanting a good heavy rod. That's a, that's my 747. Yeah, uh, I sell I sell a ton of them. Yeah, these these rods. Uh, well, I think Chris's rod. Uh, it had his name and stuff in it, right? Yeah, yeah. You can so, do all that. Uh, yeah, personalize. Go in and personalize them. Put your custom logo on it and stuff if you want. Um. To a certain extent, you know, I, I, I can do some some butt wraps and some cross wraps and stuff like that, but you're you're getting into some to some time and money when you're wanting that type of stuff. So you don't yeah. see much. I've got one back here. I might show you. I've started on. It's going to have some of that stuff on here. Let me grab it. Yeah. This is actually going to be for uh, for uh, this gentleman's wife, this turquoise, and she's a big oh, yeah. Tiffany blue fan. So I can I can paint I can get a, I paint the blanks, I painted the real seat. I got a you know a silver winding check here. I actually this is one of my this is one of my personal carbon fiber grips. So I've made this carbon fiber grip for this. And uh, it's going to have uh, a nice cross wrap here in this section. And then I have some vintage guides that I'm going to put on it. Yeah, I was going to ask about painting uh, the actual blanks. I, I didn't know you did all that. Yeah, I, I'm doing a little bit of everything anymore. So I've, I've been building some surf rods and getting ready to start working on some fly rods. So you're going to start seeing I did have a question to kind of go back to the guides. Um, you said, if I remember correctly, you kind of mentioned three different ones that you mainly that you kind of utilize the Fuji ones. Do you want to, can you go in and kind of describe each one and tell us which one it, you know, which one's which and what's kind of like the benefit as you spend more money on it? Cause I've always kind of wondered that. I mean, obviously when you see, I, I've bought, cheap rods before and there's no kind of coating on it whatsoever and you're just like you're looking at it and you're like that thing looks like it just chop your line up but let us uh let our listeners kind of know what what makes a good guide and the the different kind of components of what separates each price point i guess yeah so you're kind of your entry level uh guides that and i still use a fuji and even the entry level guides that i use are are still probably a better quality than a lot of your store-bought rods. Those would be at a aluminum oxide, and that's going to have a little softer ring. Um, so the br- it's just going to after a while the braid is just going to eat into it. Okay. And um, that's really the main thing. So the the quality of the ring um, get the the ring material gets harder and usually thinner. Okay. So makes it lighter also so mm-hmm. your alkanite rings are on the i use all kw frames the you know kw style frame i guess the alkanite are stainless steel and then the alkanite ring and they handle braid great um they're 30 percent lighter than say like the aluminum oxide i believe is what they uh, compare them to um but that's the KW frame. But then when you go up to the uh, titanium SIC, that's a that's a silicone carbonate ring. It's real hard. It's real thin. And then the frame that that ring is in is titanium. So it's just quite a bit lighter than the stainless steel. So um, where you notice that is at the end of the day, you know, after you've been throwing that, especially on bigger, heavier rods, I always tell guys that, you're, you're building something that you're going to be throwing and that thing weighs a lot. The lighter you can make stuff, the better you're going to feel at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah. That's exactly how I feel about like a jig rod. And that's why I went with the rod I have now as my jig rod. It's so light. Yeah. I've had a couple of guys, I've built rods that guys got back problems and stuff. And, and, 
I get an email from them saying that they can fish all day and their back doesn't hurt and stuff like that. That's that's good compliments. Heck okay. yeah, yeah, that is cool, man. So, uh, I I think we we uh, I talked about it at the beginning, but I wanted to go back and talk about uh, kayak specific rods that you build since we are a kayak fishing podcast. Um, yeah, you care to elaborate on that a little bit? Like what what do you do and uh, uh, what make what makes it a better rod for kayak fishing? Well, uh, you know, I get all the guys all the time. Everybody, when they, when the first thing they ask you about kayak fishing, they, they, everybody thinks you cut it off. And that's not what you're doing. <laughs> you don't really want to cut your blank too much. Never really anything off the tip. You can you can take a little bit off the butt end if you need to, your inch or so, if you're wanting to, you know, find, if you you got an eight-foot rod and you want to have a 7-Eleven rod, you can, you can take a little bit off that butt end and be okay. But um, to make a kayak specific rod i build them so i got full control over where i place my grip and my reel seats mm-hmm. so i will just move them back um my standard setup on most most of my stuff uh, this one here is 12 because this is a heavier flipping stick but uh um this one here would be probably a little better example this is 11 inch and uh, okay. so I basically 11 inches from the end of the butt to the back of the real seat. That's the mm-hmm. way I always set them up. So I will move them back, you know, from 11. I can go back to nine inches if you want, you know, no problem. Usually I, it, on my bait casters, I, I just did three of them actually. And they was wonderful. Um, I, I, I did a, uh, spinning reel for a guy and moved it back to nine inches and i actually put a counterbalance in the butt mm. and made that so with his reel on that thing was level right up you could put your you could balance that that rod right there on your finger at the at the end of the hood yeah perfectly level so, so we can do that also if somebody wants a balanced rod i can balance them and and uh I do that internally in the in the end of the rod shaft, so you don't oh, have cool. you don't even know it's unless you're holding it in your hand that it's been done. Yeah. Huh. And, and when you move those rod seats back, do you do you ever have to add like an extra guide in on the rod or? If if you go if you go at a certain point you do. Yeah. So I, I can go back an inch or two and 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 be okay. And not really change up my guide train, but uh, that uh, that Tiffany blue rod, I went all the way back to a seven inch handle there. So yeah, it's it's getting a it's getting a different guide train. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I figured that it would have to be something like that, and uh, yeah, I I couldn't picture it. I guess. <laughs> you got you kind of got a happy you know, happy place here that you want your stripper guide from the end of your real seat. You know, you got a, you got a, a window there that you can work with and, and the rods still perform good. So after that, then you got to start changing things. Yeah. 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 Guides or adding a guide or whatever. Do you, you ever notice like any sensitivity differences just from moving it three inches back? Uh, personally, I like a long handle. Mm-hmm. I like, 11 inch handle and i'm used to using them so when i go back to a like i say a nine inch handle it feels good and if you hadn't used my 11 inch handle ones a lot you probably never even know it but i can tell a difference just because i i got them in my hand all day long (laughs) yeah do you want to and for people out there some there's a lot you know there might be some new kayak anglers who aren't kind of familiar. Cause I know, I remember St. Croix, St. Croix released, I think, uh, a mode, the Mojo Bass series had a, like the shorter yep. handled area, like that, that sort of thing is what is the benefit of somebody doing that? Like what, how does that benefit a kayak angler? So a lot of it comes down to your PFD. Yeah. So, and, uh, I don't. I guess that's why I don't mind a long handle because I wear an inflatable, so that 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 PFD's not ever getting in my way. But the guys with the big thick NRS or the other type of 
of uh, PFDs, they say that longer handle gets in their it just gets in their way sometimes. So, but uh, I don't know. I fish most of all mine are 11 or 12 inch handles, and I don't have a problem. But I'm sitting up a lot higher in that Hobie too, so yeah. I'm yeah. sure that makes a difference. Yeah. <sighs> I, I had a question and I just completely forgot it. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just kind of curious because I saw when it kind of came, like when St. Croix did it. And I think there was somebody else that I saw, but I can't remember what company it was. And um, and then when I saw that Kyle was able to do that as well, it's kind of, it's not really taken off real big yet. And, you know, and those major companies have been around for a while, yeah. but, you know, I, I, kind of have the feeling you might start seeing it, you know, at yeah. least because I've seen, I think I've seen somebody who actually has an a, the ability to adjust it. Like, I don't remember, yeah, but no, I thought that, I heard. There, there was, I don't know that they're still making rods. I, I know, yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. And uh, I think that adjustable butt had some issues. Yeah. It, it would seem like it would too. Like, I mean, it would, it would be weird. You would think that it couldn't lock. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it'd want to slide out or whatever, but it'd be weird. You're like, I need a cotter pin. Hold on. <laughs> Let me show you guys something here real quick. And this aluminum one, this silver one here is real good. And this is one thing I just thought about on my Alps reel seats. I do use uh, some Fuji reel seats too. I have them, but uh, I think I'm just going to start moving to these just because I, after I used them for, a good couple of years now these this hood um, has aluminum nut on it and then mm -hmm. it has another aluminum stop you know backstop yeah you can really clamp them down good and that aluminum them things them things lock together and that thing's that 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 reel is locked down in them on that real seat a lot better than the other brands that i've used and and I've got good Fuji ones. I've got some, a couple different, some pack bays and, and uh, some American tackles. And mm. they all have that aluminum or that plastic, you know, that plastic yeah. style hood. And I have seen some of them crack guys mm. over tightening them and stuff like that. So, and just these, that double lock is, uh, is the way to go. Yeah, I cracked one on a Fenwick like years ago, like one of the first ones I got baitcaster wise and, you know, wasn't kind of paying attention and did the same exact thing, cranked down a little too tight. And I heard this, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> over the guides, you ain't getting it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I have an Abu Garcia villain 2.0 that has that uh, uh, aluminum hood on it like that. And I, I love it. it. It feels awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just like the, just the strength and durability that, you know, the, the, the rod blanks are 40 ton graphite, uh, super strong, super lightweight, super sensitive. Um, the carbon reel seats are, you know, just extremely sensitive. The carbon grips, um, just everything about them are, are pretty high end. So, my, you know, my rods aren't for everybody, you know, I, they're, you know, you're dedicated fisherman if you if you're using my rods. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think that I think it goes for anything that's custom like that though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you're gonna pay. It's it's an obvious thing. You're gonna pay for a better quality anything, mm -hmm. you know. And I've I have, you know, three hundred dollar rods, and then I have, you know, seventy nine dollar rods. You know, it, yeah. it's just, I, I mean, it's not in my cards to go drop like $2,000 on a complete set of anything. But as I've gotten more and more into it, if I've catch a deal or, you know, something catches my eye and I'm like, man, you know, I'd like to have an, I'll, I'll upgrade something. But, you know, it's, that's kind of what you referred to earlier as, as guys are, you know, breaking a rod or losing a rod or wanting to upgrade one, they're coming to you and, you know, and then they'll eventually come back and, you know, it'll keep the business going. And that's, it's cool to see you have that success and you have that going on for you right now, because I think, I think that a lot of people get confused and 
think that, you know, their hundred dollar rod is expensive and it's really not, you know, nowadays you got rods that are hitting up 800, $900 sometimes, you know, and it's just, it's just the business of anything, anything. Eventually you got top quality products and then you have lower grade stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, it's kind of cool, Kyle, seeing what you're doing. Cause you kind of got this custom thing and it's not like way over the top, you know, like yeah. it, and it, I think you don't have to be over the top. You know what I mean? It's you're making a quality product cause you're making it by hand. You're not a company that's been around for years and years and years that are just pumping this stuff out. You know, you yep. take your time, you have pride in your work and it's, it's kind of cool when people, especially you see it really a lot in the kayak fishing community that these small companies form and these people start coming up with an idea or something and just doing something better, creating a new product. And it's kind of cool. And I congratulate you on it, that you kind of took it in a way that, you know, a lot of people kind of make their own rods and stuff, but you seem to be having success. I mean, you got Alan Reed's, you know, throwing your rods now and, you know, I've been seeing your name pop up a lot all over the place and it's kind of cool. Cause I mean, we, you know, we're local, we all kind of know each mm-hmm. other. We all fish together and, you know, I'd like to see people we all know be successful. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Alan's got two KBF pro tour wins, I believe at least one KBF pro tour, if not two. And then I, I think he's got a, I believe a trail win or something there last year on them. And, and then I have guys over on the boat side too, that are, that are hammering them pretty good. So I got a couple nice. of guys over there. That That's awesome. I, I didn't know that. I'm about to put an order in. <laughs> and I, I pulled this thing out right here. This little thing, this little tool is a spine finder. So this is one of the, this is kind of what separates me from like your, even your, there's companies that are selling American made rod blanks that I wish I had the capability and the money that they got into their, factories and just their equipment and stuff like that but they don't use this tool and Mm -hmm. they don't they're not ever going to get the performance that i get out of my rods just because they don't take the extra minute or two that it takes to use this tool to find that spine of that rod blank to let to know where that rod is really going to perform at its best and uh so that's what does what does it do like what kind of explain like what that like what what that accomplishes if you can see in this end of this tube has got two uh, bearings mm-hmm. so and i'll take a bare shaft the very first thing i do is i'll wipe it i'll take a new shaft and i'll clean it down with alcohol real good and then uh, i'll put tape where it's going to ride on these bearings just so i don't scratch the blank and I'll, I'll put that rod blank in there and i load that rod like it's got a fish on it and then I can roll that rod on these bearings. We'll let it turn real nice and smooth. And that rod blank will basically jump and lock into the point where it wants to be loaded up. And then I mark that and you build the rod off of that. And just that you just that where that's where that rod blanks wants to perform. And mm-hmm. what that does is, you know, when you when you load up a rod blank that rod blank wants to go to that spot. So it's going to want to torque in your hand to that spot. And you, if it's not done correctly, you'll feel that. So, and that. I, I imagine building, that uh, messes up on hook sets and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just about all about just the total performance of the rod. Yeah. And, and uh, so I, you know, I've got the true spine of the rod. And then I've got my spiral wrap. It's got that thing down on the belly of the rod. So you've eliminated all any torque that that rod wants to build. You know, bass, you might not necessarily notice that torque unless you're really on them real good. At the end of the day, you've got that forearm pump because you're constantly fighting that rod from torquing in your hand. That's been eliminated here with the way I build mine. Um, that's just what it comes down to. I, I don't do anything special. I don't do anything that somebody that doesn't know how to properly build a rod. I just do it. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. So, Very yeah. cool, man. Well, I congratulate you on the success and, you know, I hope that 
it continues to grow for you. And, you know, it's, it's been cool seeing the product that like, you know, like we're getting to see you at the show and putting my hands on one. And it's, it's really a, a, for our listeners out there, it's an impressive rod. Um, like what he's building is super nice. And, um, you know, they're, they're expensive to some people, but to some people they may not be, but, the thing is, is they're definitely high quality. They, they're, I, I'm interested. I think I might hit you up and try to get one of those, um, those built with that twist and the guides. What is it called again? I, why do I keep forgetting it? Wrap. Some yeah. guys call it an acid wrap. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, but I'm yeah, interested in it too. Yeah, because I, I, I got a couple other things. If you guys got a second. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A lot of the guys locally, I do a lot of them on the boat side, more so than the kayak world, but I do a lot of uh, rod repairs. So I was going to ask that. <laughs> guys, go to the Cincinnati area, if you need some rod repairs or something like that, um, I'm around. I can do that. Um, also, I've had some... I've had uh, a lot of guys are... My local... Uh, the local high school here it's getting a new fishing club and hmm. there's a couple of them around me and uh i don't expect these kids to buy you know two three hundred dollar four hundred dollar fishing rods yeah so i've been working on it i'm working on the first one i didn't like the real seat that I originally got so i've got some different real seats going but uh i'm working on a rod that's going to be in that hundred and depending on I'm not locked down yet. Around that $125 range, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. I'm not sure yet, but I'm trying to get down to that to that spot. So this is not an American-made blank, which I'm kind of torn about using, but uh, I got to do something for our high school and college students, and and uh, I'll sell them to whoever yeah. you know wants to buy a. And they're they're all still going to be you know, assembled the same, but they won't have the, you know, the quality that my normal line will, but they'll still be a, they'll be 125 bucks, but they'll still be a lot better than a normal hundred dollar rod. I can promise you. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. You, you uh, hit one of my questions, uh, 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 repairing rods and stuff. What, what all do you do for that? Do you replace, I mean, uh, obviously guides, seats, uh, hand, uh, but you do all that? I mean, if you're getting into real seats and stuff like that, you can steam them, try to, you know, try to boil them if you can get them into water somehow, but you mainly steam and try to break them loose. And honestly, if you're getting into doing that, you're going to be better off to buy a new rod unless it's yeah. got mm -hmm. some sort of sentimental value. But um, I've got a couple nice uh, Shimano rods, a guy that's, buying a couple other rods from me right now and i'm repairing a couple of his rods the the, the one just needed one guide and the other one the, the braid had just ate every guide up on the rod basically so i stripped it all and and i'm i'm doing i'm laying out my guide train on on a hmm. shaman rod that's cool i've been that's one thing this is you're talking about the braid eating of guides and that's one reason i've avoided throwing braid for so long like just because i don't like i've heard about it and i've seen it like i've seen like people who have the same rod for like years and years and years and they've been throwing braid and if you look closely you can see the grooves in their guides oh, man geez. and then eventually man it nicks and yeah. you'll start cutting it yeah <laughs> now, now now i'm gonna have to go in the garage after this and look at mine <laughs> Huh. you guys got me worried now <laughs> it does it it does it man <laughs> i'm a i'm a big braid guy i i fish the river a lot so like kyle's like, like stop stop talking about it. let everybody use braid bring your stuff <laughs> to kyle and fix those guys <laughs> now, how much do you charge for uh replacing guides and stuff you know typical like a, a typical guide is usually like 20 bucks uh okay. five dollars for the guide and 15 dollars labor yeah. um if I've got to strip a whole blank down, that that you're you got a you got a good hour hour and a half in stripping it and preparing the blank to get it ready for new guides, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, you're going to be looking probably honestly 
that rod there has got 10 guides. That, that rod is probably going to cost about $90 to, to replace all the guides on that rod. So, so it's worth it if you have a high-end rod. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that Shimano rod was probably a $260, $270 rod, I bet, when it was new. Yeah, so if you have like a Fenwick uh, HMG or something, it's really not worth it to replace all the guys. It's you're just better off just buying another one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since it's just like one or you know one or two or something, a tip top, you know, I replace yeah. the top. So yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna ask uh, uh, rod butts. Do you ever have anybody bring in those Savior Outdoor rod butts and have them put them on your uh, rods? I've seen them, and I thought honestly, I've thought about putting them on my own rods. I've not done it yet. Um, I always ran them foam, them little foam tubes uh, on my rods before when I first started kayak fishing. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just living dangerously now because I don't have a. <laughs> yeah. No. It, on them, like, man, it'd be it'd be a disaster for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if somebody wanted to come and like custom a rod and they had one of those savior outdoors for it, would you do it for them? Yeah, no extra charge. If I'm doing that, they're, they're twenty bucks. I can get them. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, good to know. Kyle, Kyle you're, like you're twenty bucks. Yeah, Kyle's like me. Kyle, I have like a pile of those foam things too, and I, I have uh, them on one too. rod, the spinning rod, and I don't even know why it's the most obnoxious rod because it the line just slaps against it and i'm like yeah I'm like, should i take this off and i'm like and then i'm laughing because it's like one of my cheaper rods now and i'm like why is it on the cheapest rod that i own yeah dude you know, I, i've done the same thing <laughs> i fished out of the canoe for years so just a little backstory on myself i fished out of a canoe for a long time and uh my, my dad's house, he's got a six acre lake. So I honestly, I never really hardly fished public water very much after I was a kid. And, you know, growing up, I, you know, my grandpa had a bass boat and we'd fished, you know, we, I fished North Carolina and all around here growing up. But then pretty much as an adult, I fished out of a canoe on my dad's lake and a tornado wiped out my dad's house and everything there a few years ago and found my canoe impaled in a tree about 50 feet up in the air and uh, about a week later it finally fell to the ground and it was destroyed so after that i didn't fish for a couple of years and then one of my buddies bought him a kayak and he got me to use it i really liked it and uh, so then i got a hold of my uncle and he had a, a tandem jackson mm -hmm. so i fished out of a tandem jackson there for a whole summer really before uh I decided to, I wanted to go buy my own and and uh, I went down to Strictly Sale and honestly I went there to go look at a feel free just because I didn't I wasn't going to fork out that money on a Hobie and uh, Brian Tacey was getting ready to take some other guy down to go uh, demo a, a, a Pro Angler 12 and an Outback and uh, so I hopped in the truck with him that was when I met Brian and I got in that Pro Angler 12, and uh, then I got in that Outback, and I'm a kind of a big guy, so that, that Pro Angler, I was like, that's for me. So yeah. I, I went ahead and bought the 14. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Oh, yeah. That's real cool. All right, Brad, you got anything else, buddy? No, man. We hit everything. I think, I think it was a good episode. Anything else you'd like to share, Kyle? Man, get a hold of me if you guys want to want a rod. I got some swag. I sell hats, I got beans, I got t-shirts, I got sweatshirts. Um, I try to give everybody when they buy a rod a t-shirt or a, or a, a rod sleeve. I get rod sleeves made by a TRC cover, so I got good quality nice. rods with the rods. So yeah, I they're try a show to, sponsor of ours. Yep, yeah, yeah, they're great. They're great products. So. Oh, one other thing. One year, no questions asked warranty. That wasn't asked. So one year, nice. no questions asked. Slam it, slam it uh, in the car door, truck bed, whatever. Break the tip off. I just ask you to bring the broken pieces in. I need everything because I can salvage all the 
all the guides and tip tops and you know yeah. there's a lot I can salvage off a broken rod and reuse. Um, That's awesome. After that one year, it's a lifetime uh, manufacturer defect, and uh, I just I tell everybody if if I can fix it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to try to take care of. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. That's awesome. So do you uh have anywhere uh social media people can find you uh ask you any questions yeah i'm on uh, king, uh, facebook king angler and then uh i'm on instagram a little bit king angler so i try to i try to do that i probably don't do it as much as i should but I, i'm getting better at it yeah and uh you got any sponsor shout outs or anything you'd like to give before we end it uh, Brian at Strictly Sales takes care of me pretty good. Um, uh, my buddy Gary, A&A Wholesale Baits, he makes all my jigs, um, all my lead heads, basically, you know, shaky heads, neds, uh, swing heads. Um, he makes my chatter baits right now. Um, he does all my, a lot of my crank baits, my um, square bills, and, and uh, even like some of my other uh, crankbaits that he doesn't produce himself. Mm-hmm. I take stuff to him and he paints them and does them up for me. Nice. Thank you. Well, Kyle, I appreciate you coming on and sharing, you know, what you're doing as far as the rod building. And, you know, like I said before, I do hope, you know, this grows more and more for you because you are making some quality products and, you know, thank you for taking the time to come talk to us. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, what's that? I was going to just, just give a shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow for the reel down. Uh, we will see you guys next Thursday and have a good Friday. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin if you got a question comment but want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and fin shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures loveland canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products go to catchproducts.com you can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catch board don't forget to go over and pick up your jig masters jigs use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent today don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it helps grow the audience helps others find our podcast so please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on don't forget about the recycled plastics program you guys take your used plastic baits put them in an envelope mail them to the address in the show notes our man eric richards at hammered lures melts those down makes new baits and donates them to various chapters of heroes on the water